Ooh, hello. <laughs> wow, that one exploded on me a little bit. I want, I want the record to show that that was not my fault. No, no, it just, he like popped it and it like squirted. <laughs> that's, that's, I was just thinking the other day about how like our intro has gotten really like nailed down and yeah. like kind of sounds similar every time. But that one was, that was brand new. We got it. Uh, welcome to Running on Tap. Uh, I'm Kyle. I'm Jacqueline. Jacqueline, what are we drinking today? I am drinking the Pirate Satellite from Blue Jacket, local DC beer. It is a mango pineapple sour. That is, I don't think it's really that sour. It's very tropical tasting, but a lot of tropical beers. I don't know if they actually have a coconut flavor in them or if I just like taste tropical flavors and like think coconut. Um, but I don't like coconut, so I like don't, I'm not usually a fan. But this one does not do that for me. I also don't find it to be that sour. It has just sort of a kind of weedy, really weedy. After really that. weedy, um, just has sort of a nice. An, it's almost like lemonade sour, right? Like it, it's not like that biting kind of gonna make your saliva glands crunch up and, and feel right. painful, <laughs> um, which are typically the kind of beers I like. But this is like a good. Easy drinking sour that I think even people who don't like sours might enjoy. For sure. What are you drinking over there? Uh, I am also also hashtag drinking local, only a little further away. This is uh, the Hypercolor Double IPA from Commonwealth Brewing in Richmond, Virginia. Beautiful can. It is. It is uh, 100%. I I mean, this is the benefit of being targeted on Instagram by ads is... uh, Commonwealth Brewing has started to pop up recently in in my Instagram feed, probably because our phone listens to us talk about beer on a regular basis. And um, I was really taken in by uh, the beautiful label here. It's got like blue and pink. It looks like a sunset kind of Mm -hmm. like, uh, like, you know, repeating on a can. And um, so we were doing, uh, we were doing an order of beer. We did not get the ship from the brewery. We got it shipped from, uh, from Church Key. A local restaurant here, yep. uh, the yes, the restaurant that owns ch- or the group that owns Church Key, but this is from the Church Key stores, uh, and it's a like I said, Richmond, Virginia v- beer that is uh, it's just really like a nice citrusy, juicy uh, IPA. It's, Have I tried this one? I'm not sure. I think I think you did, and you gave it the the old the Jack- IPA face. Jacqueline IPA face. Uh, but it is, um, it's wonderful. I like this a lot. It is, uh, yep, there's the Jacqueline <laughs> IPA face. It's just actually coughing. Uh, no disrespect to Commonwealth Brewing. Um, I mean, it's a double IPA. You don't like That's you don't, terrible. We, Especially right after the sour. I think that was right. a big mistake. Yeah, the, like the, hoppy, the hoppiness. To drink that. Citru- the citrusy, hoppy, uh, ju- like, you know, when you say juicy, it's not like, like, it's got the, the, the hops in here are the Galaxy, which is like I've t- found to be a typically like in your like hazy IPAs, juicy IPAs, uh, which is like a, uh, a really nice hop that I enjoy, but it's still hoppy and obviously you're not a huge fan. It's so interesting how people have like such different, because we, we enjoy a lot of the same foods. Yes. Like we like the same kinds of cheeses typically. Like we, we frequently will like order the same stuff and like each other's meals. And it's so interesting to me because a lot of my sours you sort of pucker at and right. dislike. Uh, it's really interesting how like people, I mean, we all have the same like set of chromosomes as human right. beings, right? It's just interesting that like people can appreciate taste so differently because you i feel like you frequently drink an ipa and you're like it's so citrusy to me and like i drink an ipa and it tastes like bitter pine sure. that's all i yeah, taste and i don't get any of that here like i'm i mean you're looking at, like you can look at this it's very hazy it looks it looks like orange juice like a non it does. like a no pulp orange juice and it ta- kind of tastes like it to me a little bit that way wow. too uh with like a little bit of that hoppy bitterness as well uh but yeah clearly just not the same thing for you. Yeah, not my cup of tea at all. That's interesting. But yeah, I really like this. Um, it is, uh, I mean, it's going fast. We got four of them the other day, and this is the th- I'm drinking the third one now. Uh, it is it is a heavier one. This is a, this is eight point six percent, which wow. I I uh, did not realize until I was inspecting the can right before we started. But um, oh, sorry, this isn't Richmond, Virginia. This is Virginia Beach, Virginia. Oh, 
Well, just a little further south. Uh, so I lied. Corrections corner. Uh, and uh, so it's a, it's eight point six. I, so it's a it's a it's a it's a little bit of a butt kicker, but it is. Uh, I never would have guessed that alcohol was that high from the yeah, taste. No, of the, it the taste it, you can't taste it. You can't taste um, like the high ABV here at all. Like it's hmm. it's a really. I mean, I really like this one a lot, um, and I'm sure that we will be. I will be exploring the Commonwealth menu more in the future uh, because we get they, down there sometime. Hopefully, if yeah. stuff ever opens up. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, really excited to be trying this. Like, I, I I took a spin through their menu the other day after seeing a really intriguing Instagram ad, and uh, was happy to find it available to be delivered locally. That's great. How'd your runs go this week? Uh they were good. I my. Long run was five miles. It for any listeners in the DC area, you know, it was hot as hell this weekend. It was rough. It was like full on DC well, summer. Let's, let's let's clarify. It was hot as hell on Saturday. Yes, yes. Um, so Saturday, I ran five miles, which is when we did our long runs. We yeah. slept in uh, because we do. We, we do. So I got started a little late, and you know, I just. Took it nice and easy, ran about a, a 10.30 pace, did my five miles, got it in, but I was really warm. Yeah. Um, and then got in some good recovery miles today. Really didn't want to run, but once I started moving, I mean, they were slow, but once I started moving, definitely loosened up a little bit, so I'm feeling pretty good. Good, good. How far did you run in all this heat? Christ. Uh, <laughs> so I ran 16 miles this weekend. And um, At like noon. Yeah, I got started, I looked today, I got started at 11.30 in the afternoon and when it was already 75 degrees and um after you know my after marathon training for uh outer banks Mm -hmm. in november 2019 i did a lot of runs in on saturday mornings that when it was uh in the mid 70s and didn't didn't really like mid 70s by then felt really good right um the, the, the the differences now uh were coming up to summer as opposed to coming down from summer. Right. So I, um, it was a rough one. It was, I, there's no sugarcoating it. It was, uh, I think I deserved it for talking about the podcast about <laughs> last week about how well I was feeling and how things were going well. Um, but I could tell after just a few miles that um, I really was like, I was hot, I was hot and like I was, uh, I, so I tried to like moderate my speed and make sure I was going slow. Um, but I made the mistake. There is uh, the route that I was taking uh, was on the other side of the river from where we live, and there was there is not a lot of turnaround points. There are not a lot of bridges over the river after a certain point. And I got to a point where I could turn around and make it a ten mile loop and just kind of call it a day. And I decided to uh, keep pushing and figured I would just power through it. And it was a mistake because. Um, I spent probably the last, I think, I think the last like five miles of my run was a lot of run walking. I think for my 14th mile, I walked uh, the vast majority of it. I think I ran for like a, qu- like a quarter mile, but my head started swimming and just had that like really overheated feeling. So it was, uh, it was a rough one and it was very much a gut check of like summer is here and uh you know, I thought I had hydrated and ate well the night before. You made a wonderful lasagna with roasted some veggie lasagna. Roasted veggie, roasted veggie lasagna with some homemade ricotta cheese. Yep, uh, we've gotten real adventurous in the kitchen yes. over here. So the great Earth Mother over here is is <laughs> is making everything from home. Uh, so I did everything right except um, didn't go early enough, and it and it was uh, it was warm. It was bad. I. Um, Got back here last night, or you know, after the run, and was just in a rough, in a rough place. Uh, but it's done, and I'm really, it's it's causing me now to rethink a lot, a lot of what um, my plans are for the next couple months. Yeah, what do you think your long runs are going to look like? Now I that think it gets I'm going to dial it back. Like, so my, I was looking at my my the training plan, the what you know, my schedule that I had set out for myself, and um, the coming week is a cutback week, which mm-hmm. is going to be good uh, after. Um, three straight 40 mile plus 40, 40 mile plus weeks. Uh, so I'm going to dial back a little bit, but I am now, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about like the, the week after that is supposed to be a 17 mile run. And I'm not sure if I'm going to want to do that. Yeah. It, it's really going to have to depend on weather. If we've had such a weird spring here yes. that it's been cooler than average. So we are now in mid-May 
and it's really the first hot weekend that we've had. Mm-hmm. Really, the, like the first long, you know. Well, we had a, a couple weeks ago. We had a hot Saturday, but like, like hot spike. But we've had like yeah, two two warm Saturdays in the span of four months. Right. Uh, so if it goes back and it's like a sixty degree day, I should be able to do seventeen miles no problem. If uh, we're looking at the 75, 80 degree days that are coming, uh, I might be looking at just going like between 10 and 13 miles, dialing it back to that and um, and focusing more on doing uh, more miles in the mid- middle of the week. Mm-hmm. Doing uh, maybe, instead, like right now I'm doing like one long midweek run, maybe I'll do two long midweek runs and like uh, just dial back the distance for like the longest, the, the, the long run on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, I mean, once you get that feeling, like, you get that feeling in, the, the, in your back, in the kidneys, and you just kind of feel like, like it's just like a, your, your whole body starts constricting a little bit because you're just dehydrated and overheating. And, like, uh, that feeling that I got yesterday, I'm like, mm, I don't really want to do that anymore. Right. So uh, I think that, like, working uh, smarter, not harder, uh, and not putting myself in any sort of heat-related danger, which is right. definitely something that can happen around here, is um, going to be top of mind for me as I plan going forward. So now I offer, I was worried about you yesterday yes. because I was very warm and I was out there for 50 minutes. Um, I, I did offer to come pick you up and yes. come get you without sort of a race to motivate. Like why, how did you manage to convince yourself to keep running? Sure. Well, there were two things. Uh, one is very much, I had set out to do it. I'm going to go do it. Like I'm going to, I'm going to, power through this and I'm going to finish it off like I'm going to I'm going to do what I set out to do uh and the so that was that was the motivating factor for why I didn't take that turnaround and take that escape hatch uh because I was like well you know I set out to do 16 miles 10 is le- 10 is less than 16 mm-hmm. so I'm just going to keep going uh which is kind of like a pig-headed bull-headed uh like dogishness type of move that like I probably didn't possess uh, a long, you know, when I was like <laughs> competing in high school sports and stuff like that, when I actually mm. needed this, that kind of spirit. Uh, so, but it's also, uh, you know, it put me in a bad situation yesterday. So um, it was very much just like the desire to finish what I had set out is what kept me going. The thing that kept me from calling you and telling you like, hey, come, come grab me was that I didn't, I didn't run out of water until very close to home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I had a few scares where like there were some air bubbles in the, uh, I run with the Camelback, uh, which I love. And there are a few times where I would drink and some air bubbles would come through the hose and I thought like, oh crap, I'm out of water and I'm so far from home. That would have been had, dangerous. If I had run out of water with five miles to go there, I would, I would have called you and told, told you to come get me. Um, I guess there's three reasons why I didn't, uh, I didn't just totally give up. The other one is that this particular route, uh, at the moment where I was kind of thinking like, okay, like. I am, I am not really in good shape, and this is going to really suck for the rest of it. I was as far away from home as I possibly could be. Yeah. So I like I, the, this route is along the Anacostia River, and uh, there's uh, once you get past uh, RFK Stadium, there is no river crossings. So once I got past there, I'd like to point out, you could have just turned around and retraced your steps. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> well, yes, here's the thing though. At that point, if I if I had run two or three more miles, but when I, when I realized that I was kind of in a tough in a tough space, I was nine miles in. So if I had if I had retraced my steps and just gone back the other way, sure. I'm at, I'm going 18 miles and sure. along and a longer route where there's no. No traffic stops, no right. t- time to catch my breath. That makes sense. So by the time that I realized, like, this is problematic. Uh, turning around was Turning really around was not really an option. And there was no real ways to, um, to cut it shorter. The shortest way to get back home was to just finish the route that I had started. Sure. So uh, all, that th- all that stuff combined into me just being like, I think I texted you. I just said, it's hot. I am going slower. I'm not going to be home when right. I thought you were go- when when, I, when you thought I was going to be home. Just good. But I haven't been worried. Exactly. But I was just like, I'm I'm pushing through this, and I will. And like, I kept in, in touch with you to let you, you know I was, I was I was still going. I was tracking you too. Yeah, yeah. With the, the find my iPhone. 
uh, child technology. It was great because I was like, do you need me to come get you? And I popped that open and I was like, oh, I can get directions to exactly where right. he is. This is comforting. So, uh, it, but it was not a situation I want to be in much right. more. Uh, so, and there's no, like, you know, there's no, as we've talked about a million times, there's no race that I need to be training for. So, um, I'm, I'm reconsidering, you know, how far I want to go. I think that, like, uh, this is around the time when, if we were living in a normal world, I was planning on starting to basically turn away from running and torn, turn toward Orange Theory on a more regular basis. Yep. Because uh, it gets really hot here, really not fun to run during the summer, and it's air-conditioned there, and you get a hard workout. And um, so I need to take the heat into consideration more. For sure. So, uh, yeah, well, I think that in like 10 to 13 miles is a happy distance. It's a good, it's a good amount. Uh, I, I really love going on long 15, 16, 17-mile runs. But when, um, when you get in a situation where you're like, okay, like I'm gonna pa- I hope I don't pass out at this street corner. Like you don't want to be in that situation. I think that situation is coming more and more for us uh, you know, DC-based runners. Well, right. I mean, especially with no race. Like, the reason to do this is because it's fun and, like, it brings you joy in some capacity. And you did not seem as if you got much joy from your run on Saturday. No, it was was definitely, like, by the time I got home, I felt like I had escaped something. Like, I felt like I had, like, I had just barely, uh, you know, like, you you get in those situations where, like, your, you can feel your body just kind of like, you know, rebelling against you. And I had, I got home in the nick of time, basically. Like I got into air conditioning and started being able to drink cool water and stuff like that right when I needed to. And um, I, you know, I want to have good runs. I want to go out and have fun. And uh, like ultimately I'm doing this because I enjoy it. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want to be uh, putting myself in just dangerous situations in order to like, like I don't, I feel I feel pretty good about my body. I don't need to like like do that to lose weight or anything like that. Like I don't. I'm not. I'm not really doing this for uh, crazy health reasons or whatever. Like I'm not sick or anything. Like there's nothing that's like driving me forward aside from like my own desire to have fun and enjoy running. Right. So uh, putting myself in some situations where I am like dizzy and not feeling good because I lost five pounds of water yesterday when I was running. Like I don't. I don't need to be doing that. Right, for sure. So, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm just going to try and uh, focus on distances that feel good and are fun and um, keep me in safe situations. I think that's a good plan. Now, one good thing about uh, getting so dehydrated and uh, undernourished and just burning so many calories was that then I got to take in a lot and I didn't feel guilty about it. And so yesterday we embarked on the uh, beer and hot dog pairing that we had teased in the last episode from Port City. Jacqueline, uh, why don't you tell our reader, or our listeners, not readers, uh, a little more about it? Uh, I thought it was just fantastic. Oh, it was awesome. So, I loved it. Uh, we picked up a box of food and beer. You said pickup was easy. Super easy. This is my first time actually doing a, we've done a lot of delivery here. Uh, but this is my first time doing some sort of curbside pickup and uh, easy, you know, it was very, very easy. We just showed up and, uh, you know, had hot dogs and beer immediately. So it was a uh, guided pairing with Port City beer and hot dogs from Hope Dogs. So got to support two local businesses. Yep, two Alexandria, Virginia-based businesses. Which was lovely. So our first hot dog was a chicken banh mi. Yeah. It was a chicken hot dog with like the traditional banh mi toppings. We had pickled carrots and daikon, cucumber, uh, fresh jalapenos, sriracha mayo, and cilantro. It was a good hot dog. It was a hell of a hot dog. So they paired it with their golden export lager, which was also a very good beer. Interesting I beer. Very interesting beer. It was like had that lager, uh, you know, the, the typical lager taste up front, but then it ended really weedy. It did. And as someone who likes wheat beers, and like this is probably not the best place to admit it, but like you put me on a beach, I love me a good Bud Light. Like there are places for craft beers, but camping beach, like I I love a good. And this was like a very upscale one of those. But I. Yeah. Point being, I traditionally like lagers, which I feel like are not, like, 
many people are not like I huge think, fans. I think that I drank too many of them in college, and I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of them anymore. Too um, many bad ones, I should say. So I thought that was really good. The hot dog was, was they, they worked together really a well little too. spicy. I did think they worked together really, really well. Um, on to the second course. Which I thought, which this was the one that like, I, I described it yesterday as my mind was blown at how well this pairing worked together. Like it, you would not think that beer and hot dogs make sense in any sort of way together, aside from like. You know, I was going to say baseball, baseball games. Baseball games and like, you know, that's like, oh, like this is what you eat together. But this one was like flavors complementing each other. I'll let you talk about it. It was, I can't, I can. It was excellent. Also, just like one quick shout out. If, uh, poor city, if you're like doing this again and need like taste testers, like yeah. let us eat hot dogs and help you pair this stuff. Absolutely. Because we know nothing, but we love, we love eating, eating and drinking. Um, again, not sponsored. So it was <laughs> a beef hot dog. It was the beef bombshell. Really great. So it was a beef hot dog topped with sautéed onions, a mango pineapple relish, and fresh jalapeno, paired with the Star Sailor White mm. IPA. Now, interestingly enough, I like took a sip of the beer. We, we've already covered the fact that I'm not an IPA fan. Yes. I did not like the beer, but when I had a sip of the beer after eating the hot dog, I liked it a lot. Yes. Like the taste of the hot dog actually changed how the beer tasted enough that I like really liked it together. It turned into this like tropical explosion all together. Like so one good. thing that we should make sure to mention, these the actual hot dogs, like the 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 meat itself were perfect. Like these things are they were they had that nice casing with the snap like that that you'd want to get when you bite into it. Uh, they were delicious in and of themselves and like this one was like you know, it, it, back I'm originally from Michigan. There is a Dearborn. Uh, there's a I think it's a Dearborn Meat Company, Dearborn uh, Hot Dog Company, something like that. There's a, a a place in in Dearborn where they had the best hot dogs, and it was just like this perfect beef snap, whatever. And this was just like a taste of home to me. When I I'm looking at the tasting notes now, and it says taking the juicy beefiness of the hot dog, and I like. Hot dogs kind of taste like hot dogs. And I, I read this beforehand and I was like, what? But like you ate it and you were like, oh, this is yeah. like a beefy hot now, dog. This one actually was a process to eat. Like this was the one where we were to, yes. you, you know, you want to sniff the beer, sip the beer, bite the hot dog, wash it down a little bit. And you, when you did that process all together, man, it, it, it was so good. It made the beer taste much like how you talk about IPAs always taste to you. It made the beer taste like very citrusy and tropical to me. And I loved it. I think my reaction was just mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm as I was eating it. I also want to point out that like I expected to get like, you know, I say this one was topped with sauteed onions. I thought they were going to like give us an onion that we had to saute, but it was like we got like a little container of sauteed onions that we literally just had to heat up. So they made it super, super yeah. easy. No, this, this was an incredible process where like we, you know, we were talking about this with some friends uh, last night over Zoom. Uh, we were, you know, describing like we just got like uh, some small takeout carriers that had all the ingredients in it. There, all you had to do was heat up the hot dogs for five minutes or whatever, toast the buns, put some clarified butter on them, which was ace. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and like a few other things, you put you just put them in the microwave, and yep. like it was extremely easy and really a, like a really like quite gourmet hot dog experience. Yes, yes. Um, our last course was traditional DC half smoke. Yeah, I have lived here since 2011. I had actually never had a half smoke before last night. This maybe, is my first half smoke. Maybe we need to uh, do some Ben's Chili Bowl takeout for a, ta- for a takeout Tuesday or do. delivery Saturday. I, I have been to Ben's Chili Bowl, but I always got the chili fries because I don't traditionally like mustard and a half smoke has mustard on it, so I just always avoided it. But last night, like, I really like bought in. I, I left off the jalapenos on a few of them because I really... I was getting plenty of spice. There was the, the I, I I put the jalapenos on the last two that we just discussed, and uh, I mean I loved it. Cause I love I love the spice, but uh, my mouth my mouth was on fire, and yeah. you would have been having like a nervous breakdown with how spicy it was. So. I got plenty of spice without the jalapenos, so I, I feel like I still got the experience. But last one was a half smoke. It was a half smoke is a pork and beef mixed hot dog. With beef chili, mustard, and chopped onion. Is this, and the half smokes are like a 
DC thing. Yes. Right. I'm like I, very I'm, much. I uh, where I came from, <laughs> we had we had brats and Italian sausage and hot dogs and that stuff, but we'd never had anything like a half smoke. Half smoke and mumbo sauce, I think, are like all we got. Yeah. That's like originally ours. Yeah. Um. So I really like bought in to the tasting aspect, like the the pairing aspect of this, and I was like, you know what, I'm not really a mustard fan, but I'm gonna like put a little bit of mustard on it because this is the experience they wanted me to have. And it was like really good. I mean, you mostly taste the chili. Yeah, I mean, that chili was It was great. so good. And so the, they paired that with their Metro Red IPA. So Loved this it. was like a really like bold yep. hot, hot dog with like hot a forward. lot of heat and paired with like a really bold hop forward beer. Like yeah. it, was, it was a big hot dog with a big beer. Yeah, and it was awesome. Like they... they played off each other really well like this the you don't get as much we, it wasn't like the jalapeno spiciness but the the, the chili definitely brought a kick and yes. like it was uh evened out in a, a like a, you get the hoppy hoppy and bitterness that kind of like washes away the the heat a little bit it was just it was great like it was so 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 good again like i don't think it would be a beer that i would like love to drink in a no. glass by itself but with the hot dog, it just all worked together so, so well. And I like, I'm also not a cucumber fan, but I like put the cucumber on the first one. Like, I just thought- Everything worked. Everything worked so well together between, you know, the, the flavors of the hot dogs and the way they mixed the flavor of the beer. I thought they just did a fantastic job and I would definitely look forward to going, you know, next year or the year after, whenever they can do it in person. I think this will become an annual tradition because oh, yeah. I had a great time. I think that like one of the things that I've really enjoyed about quarantine is we've been opening ourselves up to these like beer centric experiences that we never would have before. Like there's yep. no no situation could I have pictured myself going to a bar to do like a beer and cheese pairing like we did yep. uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, mostly because like it seems too pretentious for me to really like buy into and like be in a, in a crowd of people all doing that together but like being here at home with you I can just wear my sweatpants and like uh and like you know be just chilling and doing doing our thing and like not really feel worried about being judged or whatever but like so we did that the beer and cheese pairing uh, a few weeks ago and now we're doing we did we've done this and I'm like all right so what else I know can we, can we do like beer and food pairing type deals because it is it is really a, just it's different and it's wonderful like it's something that you would never think of with like if you would have told me when I started drinking beer at 21 uh, <laughs> at the age of 21 uh, you know when I was drinking out of a keg of Keystone Light in the basement of an East Lansing Michigan uh, house party that one day down the road I'd be thinking about how a uh, you know a mango relish goes really well with a white IPA like that's not even a thought that I would have had at the time right so it's just it's crazy how much you can do with beer and how many different experiences you can have with it it's definitely a new way to enjoy beer for me and you know everyone who listens to this knows that I really love my sours but this is like a way for me to actually enjoy drinking different kinds of beer. Right. And like we did with the cheese, the uh, beer and cheese pairing, we did the uh, KBS. Yep. Is that right? Like yep. not a beer I ever would have tried, but I'm like, oh, let me try it with the cheese. And it, it's really, I think, broadening my like beers that I will try and drink and like, which is nice. And it just makes it more fun. Like I, I studied abroad in Australia and took like a wine class and we learned a lot about wine and food pairing and it was something I always really enjoyed to think about like oh what am I making what will like work right. with this not to be pretentious about it but you know I'm having a spicy Thai dish I want like a rosé like something right and I'm really really enjoying like learning a little more about how beer because I always saw wine as sort of being more of like a compliment whereas like like this beer tastes like pineapple right. and mango like i never saw beer necessarily i saw it as having like its own flavor and not going with stuff right as well exactly yeah so it's been really really interesting to learn a little more about and i like really want to like keep keep up with it and keep doing it and anything we can find like this to like right. learn more and it's, it's just fun i think that like 
you know, going to a bar or a restaurant and getting a beer uh, before, just be like, it would be what the first thing I would think of is like, I'm going to look at the beer menu and I'm going to find a beer on there that I like. And then I'm going to, and then after I order that beer, then I'm going to look at the food menu and I'm going to figure out what I, what I want to eat tonight. And in no way did I ever think about how what I was drinking was should impact what I'm ordering or what I'm ordering should impact what I'm drinking. And I think going forward, I'm definitely going to think about it a lot more and be thinking about how, uh, you know, how what I'm drinking influences what I'm eating and yep. how, it, you know, how that all tastes together, which is something I think we have experienced a lot with wine. Yes. And like, for instance, you know, when we go to dinner with your father-in-law, he, or step-father. your stepfather-in-law. Your father-in-law. My father-in-law. My stepfather. Stepfather-in-law. There we go. So stepfather, yes. Families are hard. Uh, it is. So when we go to, when we go to dinner with Tom, uh, he will ask us what we are ordering yes. before he orders the wine because he wants to know how our food choices are going to pair with the wine that he's going to select. It's, it's very interesting. Ask the whole table, what are you ordering? Okay, based on this, like, can we get a bottle? Is right. there a bottle that will work with everyone's? Um, and it's last time we were actually able to, to be in person with them and go right. out to dinner with them, I like grilled him. I'm like, okay, so like, what are you thinking about? Like, if we go out, I know nothing about this. You know, right. he's, a, he's a wine distributor. I know nothing about this. Like, how can I read a wine menu, read a wine list in right. a little more educated way. So I think it's something like we've both always been interested in, but not something I ever thought about with the beer. No, and something that I really thought, um, I remember back in uh, 2013 or 2012 or some, some one year when I was still living in a group house in, uh, back in Michigan, uh, that I was going to try and get into wine and figure out what, you know, I'm going to learn about wine because that's how I need to. I love uh, the idea of like 20 oh, year old Kyle or 22 year old Kyle being like, I'm going to be refined about this. So it was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to buy a bottle of this, see what I think of it. I'm going to buy a bottle of that and see what I think of it. And I got sick of it after a little while because like, as we have previously discussed on here, it all just tastes like good grape juice to me. Um, good grape juice make me fall over. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, but like there is like you know I never thought that um, I could find that like refined um, you know pairing uh, you know comp- a complementary thinking about uh, beer and food that like one has always you know the, the wine people always ram into your head that like wine and food are inherently mixed and like beer and food are too as we have been finding. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, ex- I'm excited to keep exploring that. I also feel, I mean, you, you've talked a lot on here, sorry, Tom, about how <laughs> uh, all good grape juice tastes the same to you. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think the people who drink a lot of wine and know a lot about it can taste more of the subtleties. But, like, beer feels, like, a little bit more approachable and easier. Like, my beer and your beer do not taste the same to me. Right. Like, you're going to put a pale ale up against, like... A Guinness, like right. they're very obviously different. Right. There isn't like a subtlety of palate like there yeah, are between two exactly. red wines. Like there is, they're just far apart, and it's super obvious, which is nice. Right, it, it makes it a little more it's approachable. Just, it's, a, it's a wide, it's a wide spectrum, and it's got something for everyone. As some, as a, uh, we love, we love wrestling, and one of the shows that we watch will descri- they describe. Uh, they describe their offerings as like a variety show where you might not like this thing, but there's this other thing that's on the show that you will like. And so there's try, they try to not necessarily have it all feel the same. They try to have it have something that appeals to everyone. And I find that very much the case with um, with beer. You know, even when we have three beers with a hot dog pairing yesterday, all three of those beers were very different yes. and had different effects on the food. Uh, when we did our beer and cheese tasting, we had four beers all of which were very different, all of which had very different tastes with each cheese that we had. We also had like four cheeses. Yep. So it's just a wide, it's a wide ranging world of beer. And I am uh, excited to keep exploring it as we never leave our house. I mean, as we don't explore anywhere else. What else can we pair with beer? Hmm. That's a great question. Chicken wings. <laughs> different chicken wing sauces. <laughs> uh um, I love chicken wings. I'm not a big wing fan. Not. I both can't figure out how to eat them, and buffalo sauce makes me cry. <laughs> like, <laughs> just straight up. I We were eating... What were we eating? And like, what, We were eating Mexican food. It was kind of spicy, and we were on a video call, and Kyle, helpfully, oh is like, 
Oh, no, was, like, was, do it, you, was, do it, was that the Thai food? I don't know. It was Mexican. It was when we got to out Mexican. Uh, he's like, oh, like, do you need a napkin? I'm like, why? Is there food in my face? He's like, no, no. I'm just like, do you need a napkin? I'm like, why do you keep asking me? He's like, there is just sweat pouring and, and down mute, your mute face. Call. She, was, she was very sweaty. Uh, yeah. So we, we'll, we'll have to explore. You know, if you have any suggestions, hit us up on, yeah. at Running on Tap on Instagram. I wonder Instagram. if we could do beer and chocolate. I bet that'd be good. That would actually work really well with stouts. Stouts yeah. and porters, dark beer. Yeah, I feel like you have to pair beer with like beer food. Yeah. Right? Like hot dogs make sense. Cheese makes sense. But maybe you don't. Sliders. Ooh. Love that. Beer and sliders. Yeah. We could do like a cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. Slider, like a pulled pork, like, uh, like barbecue a fried slider. fried chicken one. And a fried chicken one. And maybe like a, like a, I'm, tr- I'm thinking of like a, a sliced mozzarella, like a, like a almost, um, I can't think of, uh, like a bruschetta slider. Like a tomato basil mozz. Tomato basil mozz with like, you know, on like some little ciabatta buns. Yeah. Well, we've got a great idea here, folks. <laughs> Feel free to steal it. Uh, but I think that's really, like, that's, but like, that's kind of one of the great things. Blue is, beer is just a blue collar drink, too. Like, uh, the only thing I'm thinking of is like fries. Like, we could like do different kinds of like poutine almost, or like fries, where you could like impair it with Sweet beer. potato fries? Yeah. Join us as we eat ourselves into an early death, <laughs> running on tap. Uh, yeah, but sounds like, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, there's like a whole bunch of different things we can do, and uh, I like it, it's. But like, it's not like it doesn't have to be highfalutin food. I, I feel like I'm also starting to think like you talk about like thinking about like what you're gonna drink when you go out. Like, I go to Blue Jacket, I order whatever sour they have on tap because I know I'm gonna love it, and I get their fried chicken sandwich with mumbo sauce, which is sort of like a spicy sweet hey. sticky asian-y yeah. sauce with the fried chicken like i don't know that i'd put a sour with that right. maybe the house lager they have right. is would be better like i i do think i'm going to think about stuff differently after taking a couple of these classes absolutely so basically what we're saying is we can make beer pretentious too yeah okay <laughs> that that's it's, it's it's like i said a wide range you can i was when i was looking at beers that we could order uh this week there was like you could get a 32-ounce Natty Daddy in a crawler that was like 32 ounces and like $3. Or you could get like this special Sam Adams beer that came in like this crazy, like it looked like a like a wine uh, decanter bottle. Jeez. And it was like $300. And that was like one, that was like one bottle, like 24 ounces or something like that. So like that's the range of beer, right? Like you could get something that's like, you you can you know you want you want to have a red dog out of a out of a you know twenty ounce can like I love red dogs they're so cute no, walk around no, by the river with no, their moms no they go wow <laughs> <laughs> another fun fact about our household I love buffalo yes and, <laughs> and and put and putting the buffalo sound effect into other animals apparently what. Like a bulldog does not sound like a buffalo. No, a red dog. It's a baby buffalo. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. I thought you just like like Irish setters or something. No, a red dog is a yeah, like a fox. baby bison. I'm not familiar with a red dog beer. Oh. It, so I, I immediately mean, thought baby bison. Uh, red dog beer is not good. Mm. Something that it's a it's it's a something that college Kyle would have been like ooh uh, a refined beverage, but it's um it's it's trash. I but thought like, I hated beer in college after I turned 21. Because yeah, after we turned twenty one, uh, I had only ever been like offered a natty light. I was like, I don't like this, so I just started drinking vodka. I'm like, I'm not drinking this. Tastes see, like that's, piss. That's the thing. Like, I mean, I think it's partly like you're in college and you're broke and you don't have a lot of money, so you end up drinking like. The, I was just drinking whatever the frats were buying. Well, yeah. So as the you know, someone who is not in a frat and also like hosting parties. Uh, you 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 can buy what you can afford, right? And so mm-hmm. like, uh, and and so getting a twenty four pack of Coors Light that was like oh. that was a step up because it wasn't a thirty rack of of Bush Light. Uh, so yeah, like it's and that, and at the time a Coors Light was considered a delicacy. Coors Light is my least favorite in that like class of beers. My mom uh, my mom used to drink them. Coors, I, Coors Light, I mean, it's great because you can drink like 12 of them because they're just like water. They don't taste like anything. I would rather have a Bud Light than a Coors Light, mm. 100%. I feel like if I'm going down to that level, I want something that's going to not taste like anything. 
whereas like bush bush light or bud light is fine but like it kind of attempts to have a flavor and it's like give eh. me a bud light lime on vacation any day bud light lime's not bad <laughs> bud light lime is basically a corona essentially with the lime added yeah but like not as good i would agree with that corona on its own sucks no corona, like without but, the lime yeah, without the lime you gotta have the gotta have the lime yeah it smells like skunk yeah Maybe most of those beers, which is why we don't drink them anymore. Right. What are you thinking about for running this week? As we talk about, as we talk about, <laughs> talk before about we get too sidetracked down the the road of beers we hated yeah. in college. Uh, so this is my second week of five k training. Sure. So I my uh, intervals workout like really kicked my butt last week. I was sore for a couple days. Um, so I I have another. Uh, tempo run i have another intervals run my long run will be six miles nice uh and i am continuing on my daily yoga quest you're killing it yeah i made it more than half of the month you've surprised yourself with keeping this up yeah no i thought i would stop a long time ago but it's i also feel like i set a reasonable goal because there are definitely like today i did my run and i'm like oh, i haven't done yoga yet but like I set a goal to do, it's not like I have to do an hour long class every day, right? right? So like I'll find a 10 minute class and I'll do it. And who knows if it's helping, but it's a good, I, I think it was a reasonable goal to be like, I can commit to spending 10 minutes doing this. You did yoga day. outside the other day. How'd that go? Oh, I did. Oh man, it was just lovely. There's no other word but lovely. I do get the sense that that's the kind of thing that like in the before times, if we had been walking outside or looking outside our window and saw a girl doing yoga in the park, we'd be like, she's yeah. so extra. And now it's like, wow, what a lovely experience. That, that's to that totally makes sense. I mean, alone, yes. I have been to like outdoor group right, right, yoga right. classes, but I just, you know, it was an off day for me, so I wasn't running. And walking around after work gives me a lot of anxiety because right. there are typically a lot of people on nice days. Who are not doing the right things. So I was like, I'm just going to like find a corner of grass that nobody is on and I'm going to do 45 minutes of yoga. And I was in the sun and I think like it actually made me better at yoga because it, I mean, our apartment is like a little, we keep it a little cooler, yeah. but it was like 85. So I was yeah, like was very really, warm and very, very bendy. Very loose. Um, and so as a result, I was very sore the next day. Right. But I really enjoyed the experience yeah, you a came, lot. Yeah, you came back uh, grinning and singing its praises. Yeah. So uh, maybe the weather will be nice. I'll get to do another outdoor session, but we'll definitely be keeping up with my yoga this week. For sure. What's on tap for you? You said it's a cutback week. It is a cutback week. I'm going to... Uh, I'm only going to run... I have a 13-mile run that's scheduled for this weekend. I might even dial that back a little bit. We'll see. Uh, but I am focusing this week on just give my body a little bit a little bit of a break mm -hmm. I'm only I, like I, I did 42 miles this week that's just ending and uh, 34 is what I have on you know have scheduled I might like that's what the 13 mile run we'll see what next Saturday looks like and I might drop that down to um, like I said 10 miles might be good uh, but I think this the system I have right now is going like three weeks on, one week off, and that's worked out pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, I'm still f I feel much better today after I did a three mile run shakeout today, uh, and feeling and, good, pretty good now. And then some good antioxidants. Yeah, and those blueberry pancakes. <laughs> we got some. We got our hands on some fresh blueberries, which is excellent. A blessing, and made some yummy pancakes to refuel. Yes. Uh, and you know, it's been it's been a, a lovely weekend uh, because not only are we spending time together and, and I survived my horrifying run, but uh, Jacqueline's made a lot of great food that we have that to fuel us up for the next few days. So um, this this week's going to be uh, a bit about just getting the strength back in the legs and preparing for uh, the last week of May as we go into June and. Um, just trying to, I think, like, my, my priorities recently have just been, like, just go. Just go and see how far you can go and do long runs and stuff. Uh, I might need to, like, I'm going to try and put a little more intention into it this week and think about how um, 
the seasons are changing mm-hmm. like and and as the seasons change like my uh my my uh goals and intention with running has to change too because yeah uh, i cannot attack late may into june the same way that i was treating march and april right. and early may uh so that's what i'm gonna be thinking about this week uh what i want to be doing how far i want to be going whether i can keep doing the 40 mile weeks but just increasing maybe doing longer midweek runs and short and like shorter long runs so this is gonna be a week of figuring out what i what i want to be doing but that's that's kind of where i'm at nice yeah uh it's just a a transitory time transition time it is how's your beer oh beer is wonderful uh i i don't i i just love it i like i i feel like i'm going through a phase right now where like my beer tastes have changed and are very settled into uh into something like you're big on the hazy ipas right yeah now. like I, I think if this started like last summer and mm. uh with like um the lost weekend from blue jacket which i love and the there's the uh the sierra nevada hazy ipa that they had at nationals games which was great because uh it's like perfect like summer day and you can be drinking this hazy ipa is great uh but before like before that i had gone through a real like brown ale phase like i really loved like a a malty brown ale because it just tasted like fall and i love fall and like it was like i I loved that and i had like a stout phase and then like Hmm. i had like the like the two-hearted like uh really hoppy pale ale phase and like I feel like I've just really settled in right like right now my palate is very happy with where this uh what's it called the hyper color yes right where like this is a very happy place for me and like I think a couple you know maybe a year ago or so I wouldn't really look at a double IPA as something I would like but um because hmm. I I don't know I I associated IPAs with like the bros who don't know anything about beer but they want to pretend they know something about beer but sometimes you just got to enjoy the things you enjoy, right? Yeah. So I'm enjoying it. How's yeah. yours? It's good. I mean, I feel a little like a one-trick pony in my beer drinking. Like, I I mean, I like wheat beer. Like, there are other things I like, but, like, any sour, like, especially a fruited sour, that's, like, right but in my... Sours are an entire spectrum of, like... They're, yes. They're, like, a subset of the beer spectrum where there's a ton of space to explore in there, too. There... That is very true. Like, I drink... This tastes nothing like the Sequench from last week. I have a red IPA with raspberries and stuff in, in the fridge yeah. right now that will taste absolutely nothing like this. this. But, like... I go someplace, and if there is a sour on the menu, like, I know I'll like it. I found a handful that I, like, dislike. One of which is actually from Blue Jacket. It's like a key lime one that's just, it's too sour for me. Hmm. So you know it's really, really sour. Um, But, yeah, I definitely feel like I've settled in. And it's lovely this time of year because there are, like, a lot of sours going around. Right. Um, and I just... The fresh fruits coming back into season and everything. I just love, like, going places and finding, like, you know, rhubarb sours and blueberry and sour. And, like, I, I love trying all the different ones because they are all a little different. So definitely excited uh, to try some more. I'll notice that you, you actually enjoyed this one because you drank a lot more of it during the podcast. I did. Usually, so Jacqueline is, uh, like, when we go to dinner... She she does one thing at a time. She'll either be talking and not drinking. When I eat, dr- I focus when, when she's, on eating. When she's eating, she's eating. <laughs> when she's talking, she's talking. And when she's drinking, she's drinking. Uh, maybe it's a, maybe it's a sign of how much I've been talking during this particular podcast that your your beer is mostly gone. But uh, there's uh, you can tell when you really enjoy something because it's uh, it's mostly it's mostly empty. I also think I have no idea what our fridge is set to, um, but this. I have no idea what the temperature is. Yeah. Like four? Four on the scale? Four. <laughs> um, so this beer says it should be drank at 42 degrees. I actually, you know, full disclosure, I opened this a little before the podcast. Mm, so it's been the out at... scenes stuff. What? The behind the scenes. I know. Uh, it's been out at room temperature for a little while. And I actually like it a little more, a little warmer. Huh. And I'm wondering if our fridge is set to colder than 42. Hmm. Let's look. But I, I'm also finding it easier to drink 
quicker and more of it because it's it's a little warmer. Sure. Yeah. No, you get to the the, the panic point with the beer where you got to like. But it ta- it's like it's hot. here. Try it. It's like a little sweeter than it was the other day, straight out of the fridge. It is. You know what it tastes like? It tastes like the pancakes we just had. Does it? It's got like this, like a little weedy, little like a little like citrusy, like acid of the the like the berries. I do. I do feel like it tastes so strongly of pineapple. Like yeah, it tastes almost like pineapple juice when you make that. It's, that's it's a crazy like wheat weedy beer aftertaste though. Like it, it it's like so good. like it's it's been a good like fifteen seconds since I swallowed it and I'm still tasting the wheat on, on the end of it, it makes, it's, which is great. Like I think it's actually like really good. It makes my mouth feel very cool. Like as listen, Kyle's laughing just in case you can't hear it. The deal with this stuff is you get to say whatever you think and it's right. Yeah. Because you no. can't tell me how they what temperature no, the inside of my mouth feels. That's very true. You're very it, right. It does like the aftertaste to me has like it, it makes my mouth feel like a little like cool and refreshed. Nice. It's very good. It's a good beer. Suffice to say. Uh where can the people find us? Uh you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. You can subscribe and leave reviews. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. Please leave reviews. I think, the, I think the only one is like me commenting about how great our podcast yeah, is. Yeah, probably. So please, so please leave more reviews so it's not just me. Yeah, it's fine. But, like, I mostly nothing just wrong enjoy talking to you for an hour yeah. a week about this focused. I mean, we talk more than this, but no, no, we don't. we're focused. This is it. <laughs> um, sort of focused. This one has yeah. got off the rails. We're, we're all over the place. Yeah, this, this is, this is, is going to be a longer one, but it's fine. Um, yes, you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. We are uh, on Instagram at Running on Tap. Yes, we are. I've been sharing uh, a lot of pictures from our runs and a lot of pictures of the food I've been making. Some good running food. Uh, so yeah, definitely make your own ricotta. Make your own ricotta. It's so easy. Uh, I can post that on Instagram too, in case people want to follow along. Um, but yeah, we are. It's primarily recipes and running and beer. So yeah. definitely follow us there and engage with us. Let us know. Any ideas for beer and food pairings or how you yeah, are... Yeah, what, what, what are you guys uh, pairing your beer with right yeah. now? Or what, should, what, what What are you thinking about now if you're listening to listening yeah. to us? That's not fries or sliders because we already, we already came up with that and you can't steal our idea. Or tell us how you're adjusting to the change in weather. Yes. If it's already hot where you are, then I guess you've already gone through this. But yes. uh, how you're dealing any, any with it getting hot. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening to us, guys. Yeah. We will. If you're still with us. If you're still with us. A plus. I mean, yeah, yeah. We, we, we super appreciate it because <laughs> we are uh, all Dedicated of the Dedicated listeners. But uh, we appreciate you guys so much, and we will talk to you next week.